Cruise Radio is brought to you in part by TripInsurance.com. Travel insurance done right by the people who know travel insurance. Get a quote today at TripInsurance.com. Broadcasting from the TripInsurance.com studios in Jacksonville, Florida. This is Cruise Radio. Hey, what's up? My name is Doug Parker. Thank you so much for checking out this episode of Cruise Radio. So happy to have you here, my friend. I got a listener email asking about the $100 onboard credit offer. Uh, If you check out cruiseradio.net and click on the box on the upper right-hand side, it says book with us. You can get up to $100 in onboard credit just by clicking that link there and booking your cruise. So uh, that's going on. Also, a little later on in the program, we'll get a full review of Carnival Sensation from listener Andy. He just returned from a four-night Bahamas sailing. Of course, Carnival Sensation does three- and four-night Bahamas cruises out of Port Canaveral. But first, we always love when Teresa Norton Massick, cruise beat editor, of TravelPulse.com stumbles into the studio. Hello, Teresa. <laughs> stumbles. <laughs> I'm perfectly sober, I'll have you know. Okay, well, it's only 3 o'clock, so I'll give you some time there. Uh, some very uh, very sad news here. Last week, passengers were killed in a float plane accident over in Alaska. What are the details on this, Teresa? Yeah, very tragic. There were eight Holland America passengers from the Westerdam. Um, they were on an Alaska Inside Passage cruise, took a flight-seeing excursion, you know, which is basically going on a float plane and sailing over the misty fjords. But the plane crashed and all eight passengers died along with the pilot. Very tragic. They say the weather was kind of bad that day. It's not known yet if that, you know, was a contributing factor. Um, I just checked and the cause is still under investigation. So we don't really know what happened other than very tragic. You know, that, that weather in Alaska is so unpredictable, too. My friend actually works on the Westerdam and she tweeted a photo earlier that day before the plane crash of the weather over there and it was just you couldn't see in front of you so it was yeah, uh, yeah. and you've been to alaska many times and you know how just how erratic that weather is yeah and i remember going to catch can it was just like raining and raining all the time but you know that brings up the question of you know do they take off in that kind of weather mm-hmm. um but you know anything we can speculate on now we just don't know the ntsb yeah. is on site investigating as well as the local authorities so hopefully we'll we'll get some answers at some point all right well our thoughts and prayers definitely with the families there uh, that were involved so moving on here teresa carnival corporation orders four new mega ships and when i say mega ships you do some pretty big ships, aren't they? Yeah, they're pretty big ships. Um, This is a multi-billion dollar order. It's for four ships um, the size is 180,000 gross registered tons. But the kick, the kicker here is they say they're going to be the world's largest ships if you measure it by passenger capacity because they'll carry up to 6,600 passengers. But when you just look at the gross tonnage, they're not the world's largest. Obviously, Oasis and Allure of the Seas, Royal Caribbean's two ships, are the world's largest at 225,000 tons. So interesting how they're going to fit that many passengers on those ships. They say they're going to be more creative and efficient in the design. So we'll have to see. It's interesting to me because you look at the passenger count, and yeah, it's about the same, I guess, but uh, Royal Caribbean's upcoming ship's going to be 227,000 tons, and then these ships with Carnival that they're building is 180,000 tons. So you're talking about, what, like a 40,000 tonnage difference there, so... So they're going to have to be pretty innovative with the space. Yeah, they definitely will. So we'll have to see. Now, two of these ships will be going to Carnival Corp's Aida Cruises brand. Um, That's their German cruise line. And the other two ships, we don't know which brands will get them yet. Um, Another interesting thing about these new ships is they're going to be operated on liquefied natural gas. Hmm. 
which I'm not an expert on this, but they say it's a clean burning fuel and it's going to really minimize soot and sulfur oxides and things like that that are expelled by ships. And speaking of Carnival, they have an upcoming ship coming out. They have Carnival Vista debuting May of next year, and it's just celebrated a coin ceremony. So for the listeners who don't know what a coin ceremony is, uh, explain that and talk about the uh, the ceremony, Teresa. Yes, uh, the coin ceremony is traditionally, it's another one of those maritime traditions, and it's held when a cruise ship you know, moves from the docks where the exterior is put together. And then it hits water and it sails over to where the interior will be fitted out. And that's what the Carnival Vista just did recently. And so they weld a silver dollar onto the the deck of the ship. And they always have like what they call a madrina or a form of godmother during this launching ceremony. And this time Carnival went a different route and it chose a godchild. And it was Kai Heald, the daughter of... Uh Senior Cruise Director John Heald. So that was really kind of cute. The pictures are very cute. I'm a sucker for British accents, and it's so cute listening to her talk. Have you heard her talk on the videos? Oh, no, I haven't (laughs) listened to it yet. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Uh, So moving on here, it looks like Holland America is expanding their resort in Denali. Now, this is if you want to take a land and sea cruise to Alaska. Is that how this works? Yeah, that's exactly how it works, and I have to do that one of these days. Yeah, me too. You know, I, I've cruised in Alaska, but I really need to do land. It's their McKinley Chalet Resort, which is located near the entrance to Denali National Park in Alaska. And they're building, they just broke ground on what they call a base camp. It's going to be a little complex. It's going to have restaurants, a saloon, and an amphitheater, as well as outdoor things like fire pits and seating out outdoors and some retail shops with local goods. So they broke ground on it. They, they hope to have it finished in time for the Alaska cruise season next year in 2016. Very cool. Back to that carnival uh, coin ceremony for a second. What do you say next cruise, Teresa, on the inaugural, we take a crowbar with us and try to get that coin. We'll split it 50-50. <laughs> if you want to give it a shot, I won't keep you from it. Actually, I think a coin, don't that like bestow good luck on the ship? Yes. Yeah, okay, um, well, I don't, want luck, any, uh, you know? I don't want that on my hands, so uh, I'm, I'm going to leave it alone. <laughs> last, That's but, right. last but not least here, there's a zombie cruise coming up, uh, and it's after a very popular TV show. What are the details? Well, it's called, it, you know, if you ever doubted that there was a theme cruise for everything, um, there's a TV show, which I'm not into because I'm not into zombies, called The Walking Dead, which I know is very popular with certain people. But there's going to be a special cruise organized by Sixman, which organizes a lot of these music cruises and theme cruises. In January of next year, it's going to be on the Norwegian Pearl. There's going to be some of the actors from The Walking Dead. There'll be question and answer panels, photo ops, autograph sessions, and that kind of thing for people who are into that. My my roommate is really, really into Walking Dead, and he's like, dude, we got to go. Can we go? Can we go? And I'm like, I won't even go to the bathroom without my phone on my – the light on my phone. I'm not going to go on a zombie <laughs> cruise at sea. I don't think so. But yeah, the, no. the, the AMC show was like, what are they going into their sixth season now? It's like they have a crazy following with Walking Dead. Yeah, people are really into that, and the vampires, and I just don't really understand it. That's <laughs> I may be an old person, so... You know what? I, I think I am, too, because I don't understand <laughs> it either. So uh, we have that going for us. We've been talking with Teresa Norton-Mastic, the Cruise Beat editor, over there at TravelPulse.com. Check it out for fabulous articles. Thank you so much for being on the show, Teresa, and happy July 4th. Oh, same to you, and happy birthday, Doug. Oh, I thought you'd never say that. <laughs> this is Cruise Radio. When is your next cruise? Where are you going? And what are you going to do once you get there? 
Market-leading specialist CruisingExcursions.com offers savings up to 60% offshore excursions versus cruise line prices. Whether it's private, shared, scenic, historic, or family tours, CruisingExcursions.com has up to 12,000 excursions in over 700 ports worldwide, like Rome, Vatican City, St. Petersburg, in which we include the visas, Sydney, and Jamaica, just to name a few. You can even bundle your excursions for more savings. Make your next vacation affordable and unforgettable by visiting CruisingExcursions.com. For over 42 years, Park West Gallery has introduced over 1.3 million people to fine art. Here's what actual customers are saying. I've been collecting with Park West five, six years now. Six years. Nine years. Ten years. Everybody we meet at Park West makes you feel comfortable. You're part of their family. It is an exciting and fun experience. It is enjoyable, uplifting. Park West has been so kind to us. Park West makes us excited to spend money on art. To find out more about Park West Gallery, visit parkwestgallery.com or go to cruiseradio.net and click on the Park West Gallery icon. Have a question for the experts or would you like to talk about your cruise or vacation experience, good or bad? Email comments at cruiseradio.net. We always like to hear your cruise reviews on the show. If you have one you'd like to share, just email comments at cruiseradio.net. My buddy Andy just got back from a four-night Bahamas cruise out of Port Canaveral on Carnival Sensation, and he's here this evening to talk all about it. How you doing, Andy? Hey, pretty good, Doug. How about yourself? I was going to say, if you're not doing good, there's a problem because you just stepped foot off a ship for four days. So, um, yeah, true statement. Well, well, I mean, yeah. Back. <laughs> Welcome back you know? to Jacksonville, man. Let's talk about uh, your pre-cruise thoughts. So before we actually get to the ship itself, what made you want to take this four-night sailing on Carnival Sensation? Well, I've been on the Sensation before, and um, we had always had a good time. And we had some friends that were going on this one and asked us to come, so... We were like, all right, let's look it up, and it was a great deal, so we kind of couldn't pass it up. Yeah, very good. We're, we're very lucky here in Jacksonville because we're only like, what, two and a half hours from Port Canaveral, so it's very easy to shoot down exactly. there, yeah, day of the cruise. Uh, how was embarkation for you down there? Embarkation was super smooth. Of course, I, you know, I've sailed with Carnival several times, so I, I am a, a platinum card holder with the DIFP program, so I do have the, uh, the luxury of the priority debarkation uh we had literally zero people ahead of us when i walked into the captain's lounge <laughs> mm-hmm. there was one lady at the other terminal and i think we were on board within oh five to six minutes of clearing security so wow. it, it was as smooth as it could possibly be now uh, do you usually park your car at the pier or do you use an off-site property i don't luckily I, i've heard about a wonderful program that <laughs> hopefully some of you guys have listened to before you know cruiseradio.net and I uh, parked at you know, some of the various offshore lots. This time we tried out the uh, Park and Cruise 2. Mm-hmm. Um, found it on, you know, through several of the links that you posted before. And um, it was one, I guess it was started by like some policemen or something. It's right across the, um, I guess the causeway right there before you come into the actual port. So, you know, it's all of like three minutes nice. from the port. And, uh, but it was considerably cheaper. It was a gated location, you know, seemed pretty uh, decent of a, of a venue. So we were like, ah, you know what, let's give it a shot. And it was 9 bucks a day versus, I think it was $75 mm-hmm. for the four-day cruise because they technically counted as five. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, so very... It was like, you know, 25 30 bucks. Yeah, very good there. Um, so you make your way on Carnival Sensation, and I know it's been a little while since you've been on the ship. So what were your impressions this time around? I definitely seemed like they had, they had made some upgrades. I mean, I was kind of pleased to see that they had... 
you know, added some of the new things. They have the taste bar on there, which, you know, isn't like the full versions of the Red Frog and the Blue Iguana, like on the bigger, newer ships. But you get a taste of it, you know, like one night it'll be, it'll, you know, have featurings from one or the other and let you try a little bit of it. So you get a taste of some of those new things. Nice. Um, they definitely had upgraded their entertainment. We, you know, I saw some of the new productions uh, with the Carnival's new playlist productions now. So the, um, the entertainment is just a little more for, you know, a modern age. They still have like a 70s themed show like an 80s uh, rock piano kind of show, but, you know, a little more energetic, lots of lights and, you know, strobes and flashing and stuff like that. So more high-energy stuff now. Very good. So you make your way through the ship and you get to your stateroom. So first off, what kind of stateroom did you have and what were your impressions of it? This time we did um, a porthole stateroom. So we were all the way at the very front, basically, of Riviera deck. Stateroom was really spacious. We didn't have one of the little sleeper sofas in this one. So there was a lot of extra floor space. We had, you know, a small chair in, in place of that with a little table. Um, that gave us plenty of space. I never even had to shove my luggage under the bed. I just kept it right there against the wall beside the table the whole time and, you know, didn't have to dig it in and out every night. So that was kind of a nice thing. For whatever reason, our bathroom seemed bigger in this stateroom than other ones I've been in. I, I'm sure other cruisers have experienced this, but sometimes the toilet is kind of like in a, an awkward angle when you mm-hmm. get in there and, like, your knees are all, you know, crammed in there and stuff. And this one just... Had a little more room, a little less counter space, but a little more room for, you know, the important functions of the restroom, I guess. Yeah, there you go. There you go. So uh, let's switch gears here and move from the stateroom to the dining on board. So let's talk about the dining aboard Carnival Sensation. And we'll start at the top at the Lido deck area and work our way down to the main dining room. So go ahead. Oh, man. <laughs> what can't I say about the dining <laughs> on there? My scale will tell you all of it. But uh, <laughs> I, um, the, the dining on the Lido deck, of course, is, is always fantastic. I couldn't believe... When we got on board this time, uh, got on so quickly, it's, it's probably one of the first times ever I think I've actually made it for lunch on embarkation day. But uh, we went up there, Mongolian Walk. Man, there must have been like five people in line. And, and I looked at my girlfriend who came with me, of course, and I said, we're going right now because that's the shortest this line's ever going to be the entire cruise. <laughs> and sure enough, I was right, of course, because once everybody finds out about it, man, that line packs out. But the Mongolian Walk was, was really quick to get through and was fantastic like it always is. Burgers. Yeah, they're, you know, it's a cheeseburger and, and a hot dog at the other off the grill side. It's not bad, It's uh, but when you've been spoiled by guys' burger joint on some yeah. of the bigger ships, you kind of, you miss that a little bit. Yes. But uh, they're not bad. They're just not the same. And you get those and they just really, uh, they really do it. But definitely, you know, the kids love the burgers and hot dogs. They'll eat those up all night. Of course, the pizza place and then the, uh, the Carnival Deli at the back has some great sandwiches. If you, uh, you know, one of those people like me, you get back and, you know, in from port and you're like, man, I'm starving and it's not quite dinner time yet. Mm-hmm. And everything from lunch is already shut down. Uh, we'd run back to the Carnival Deli and grab a quick sandwich back there. So that's always nice to have. Nice. And how about the main dining room? Uh, main dining room, of course, we chose to do the uh, your time dining. Mm-hmm. So we were in the forward dining room. Never really too long of a wait other than when we went for uh, the captain's dinner. We did have a brief wait of like maybe 15 to 20 minutes uh, to get the party of four of us all together, ourselves and our friends that came with us. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we kind of expected that because we went right as everybody else was going and everybody's all dressed up. And, you know, so I, I kind of expected it to be that way. Food was fantastic. Like always, it's, uh, you know, the same or similar menus that they normally have on, on board. We had the lobster tail and the prime rib for captain's dinner, which was excellent and i think all four of us had one of each mm-hmm. you know appetizers of course were great and they, they keep them coming you know whatever you want and the desserts man i could go on and on about the <laughs> desserts you, know, you just you, you have to stop yourself at at least you know at a, at a maximum of two of those 
anything beyond that, you're uh, <laughs> you're gonna be paying for it when you get back. Yeah, yeah, totally. Did you um, get to do the the beverage package this time? As far as like the the Cheers beverage package, we chose not to, but our friends who went uh, did do it. We um, we've seen some of the uh, savvy articles of other ways to uh, obtain your alcohol on board, mm-hmm. but uh, our friends did do the beverage package. I will say that you know I don't want to speak for them, but they weren't completely as happy with it. I think the only reason being is that with one sea day and two quick days in port, we were in and out so fast. You know, you go out in port all day, you, you come back, you know, 4.30, 5.30, whatever the case may be for that particular port. And, you know, by the time you've got back on board, you've wasted almost your, you know, at least half of your day right there, even if you stayed up all day, all night, and you haven't gotten any of your 15 drinks for that day. Yeah. So it was kind of a, it was almost a race each night for them to try to get to 15. <laughs> and I'm like, man, you know, you're either going to be sloppy drunk by the end of the night or you're just not going to enjoy it as much. You can't just sit there and sip on them all day like you really want to. You find out that you're so busy that it's tough to get to that 15. I love how people have to make sure they get their dollars worth and they have to consume <laughs> those 15 drinks in a 24-hour period. Well, <laughs> you got to get close at least. I mean, yeah. it's not because if you only drink, pay five, what's five drinks? Even if you get the, the drink of the day, that's that's 10 bucks. So you got to drink at least five to get your $50 a day, I guess. And make yeah. you feel like you didn't waste all that money. But <laughs> anything beyond that, you're just saving money. I guess. Anything beyond that, you're really putting it to carnival, I guess. Ha ha ha. I'm drinking yeah, it. You know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not going to confirm or deny that, but uh, I might've done it once or twice. I like how you said, uh, savvy ways to get your alcohol on board. And I don't want to talk about that at all because, uh, I'm not going <laughs> to promote that, but so not. we're going to, uh, we're going to switch gears here and talk about the entertainment. <laughs> you were talking about, the show theater has Carnival's Playlist Productions, which is part of their Funship 2.0 program. But uh, aside from the theater, which we already talked about, did any other entertainment really stick out to you? Piano bars, comedians, anything like that? Well, the comedy shows definitely, um, you know, they always do a great job uh, with the comics on board. I guess, you know, with George Lopez being involved in everything, as far as picking, you know, the, the talent that comes on board, never a bad time in the comedy club. Even the PG shows, I mean, I love the adults only, but even the PG shows, they make super funny, and then we can drag the kids if we ever are crazy enough to bring them on board with us. <laughs> but, uh, fortunately, we haven't done that yet. Uh, yeah, comedy club was great. We didn't go into the piano bar itself, but when we went to the production of, uh, I believe it's called 88 Keys, if I'm not mistaken, it's like the rock and roll piano show. Mm-hmm. The pre-show portion was done by the onboard pianist, I guess, for the, the piano bar. So he came in and you know, was, everybody was calling out songs from the audience and having a good old time just like it was in the piano bar. But I guess the couple of times that we went to go by there in the evening, he was up there doing that show since they did repeat the show on a different uh, night as well. Nice. Very good. Uh, let's talk about the sea day on the ship, because I know you had one sea day. And one thing that really defines a cruise yeah. ship is uh, how it behaves at sea with basically thousands of people in one space. So talk to us about the sea day. How was it inside and outside? You know, it was uh, definitely more, you know, it was more packed on the sea day. Uh, the pool, we, we definitely remarked a couple of times as we walked by that, man, you couldn't cram like one more person around the edge of that pool. Everybody's <laughs> just hanging out with their feet in the water, sipping on a cocktail. But uh, I'm sure they were over the, the bathing load posted on the side of it, but they didn't care. But other than the pool area, I mean, there was usually pretty much decent access to anything. Comedy shows, uh, you kind of had to fight for a, you know, a seat that evening a little bit. But most everybody got in. You know, it did get to standing room only pretty much every show, uh, maybe with the exception of like the first one while everybody was at dinner, I think. Mm-hmm. But uh, we chose to eat early because we were kind of being smart and wanted to get in there first so we could see it. But uh, any of the other shows, I mean, we, we were able to go to Hasbro the Game Show. Uh, you know, basically no wait to get in there. We were able to get a seat right down in the lower level of the main theater and get right up close, like second or third row, something like that. 
within a few minutes of the show starting. So they kept it rotating. It seemed like there were, you know, the kid themed activities would happen in between the adult themed activities in the main lounge area, like right before Hasbro, uh, which seems more kid themed, but this, they had already told us at the first uh, edition of it that they were going to be looking for more adults for the second one. Mm-hmm. So they had like the Dr. Seuss parade and story time right before that. So it kind of flushed everybody out. And then the adults and the older kids were a lot, a lot of graduates on here. We saw a lot of graduation, you know, shirts and things like that, mm-hmm. 18 year olds in high school and all that. So a lot of those, you know, age kids and then grown kids as well going in there <laughs> trying to win cheesy little prizes. But it was a good time. Okay, very good. So on this cruise, you hit Freeport and Nassau. So let's start in Nassau. What did you do there and then move on to Freeport? Well, that's all we uh, we were going to try to do. We, we saw what we thought was a sign for a uh, half day at the Aquaventure Park at Atlantis. Mm-hmm. We were kind of mistaken about that. It was a half day at Atlantis, but it wasn't with the Aqua Park. It was just the the digs, the aquarium, uh-huh. and uh, the beach. So we got there. We were like, oh, you can't just get a half day Aquaventure pass. They're like, no. So we chose to just kind of walk around there for a little bit. We ended up going back downtown, did a lot of shopping. Mm-hmm. And, of course, at Senior Frogs, we probably spent a couple of good hours there, <laughs> you know, several drinks later. Yeah, you've got and, to. And uh, a lot of funny balloon hats. <laughs> but uh, that, uh, went to Senior Frogs and um, walked around to uh, the beach that's just around the corner from there at the Fat Tuesdays Bar mm-hmm. and uh, hung out at the beach there and had a couple of more cocktails before we headed back to the ship later with our bags of souvenirs. <laughs> in your in your balloon hats. <laughs> Oh yeah, and the blue hats. Can't forget, can't forget those. What did you uh, What did you do in Freeport? Well, Freeport, of course, is, is a little smaller. That was more of a relaxed day for us. We knew that everybody was kind of going to be off the boat, so uh, we did get off, uh, shopped in the little market that's right there at the port, and then went to the Senior Frogs there and uh, started the festivities up again. Hung out there, had lunch, and then uh, basically just kind of enjoyed the weather back on board the boat. Went up by the pool and enjoyed the fact that nobody else was around there. That we had a little more elbow room that afternoon. I'm glad they didn't have a senior frogs at sea because you'd probably hit that one too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, guilty, guilty. Yeah, I'm seeing a pattern here. Well, in closing here, Andy, uh, we have about 30 seconds left. So give us your final thoughts of Carnival Sensation. Well, you know, the sensation was great. And one thing I, I would tell any of the cruisers out there, um, you know, we all want to be able to stay in touch at sea at least a little bit. The new internet packages are amazing. I, it's not on board all of the ships yet. And I know you guys just posted on it a couple of days ago. But uh, we did the uh, package for the social plan, and we're basically able to use our phones like walkie-talkies via Facebook Messenger all over the ship. Nice. Everybody can communicate and, uh, you know, hey, where are you at? Let's go meet up at this bar or let's go meet up at that show. So it's definitely a nice thing for only 15 bucks for the whole cruise. How was the the speed? A little bit of a delay, but it wasn't super noticeable when you were doing things like that. If you were trying to watch our video on Facebook, there was a little bit of lag. It would take a little bit of time to load, and it would, you know, kind of – chop out on you here or there sometimes but as long as you were just updating your status or shooting a quick picture to facebook or you know chatting back and forth it was really not that noticeable of a difference from being on land nice very good yeah if you want to find out more about carnival's internet packages check it out in the show notes at cruiseradio.net we've been talking with andy matthews he just returned from a four-night bahamas cruise out of cape canaveral on carnival sensation andy my friend good talking to you man hope to see you soon Absolutely, Doug. Good talking with you. Thanks for having me on. Cruise Radio is produced weekly at the TripInsurance.com studios in Jacksonville, Florida. Hear Cruise Radio on iHeartRadio, the Stitcher Radio Network, Overseas Radio Network, iTunes, or at CruiseRadio.net. For sales and marketing opportunities, email sales at CruiseRadio.net.
I'm your announcer. <laughs>